Feeling like I'm back in the studio, you know? <laughs> Ooh, fire, bro. This water's good. That music is good, bro. Yo, 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 what's up? It's uh, the People's Advisor here up in the All Studio. Oh, my God. Up in this, I'm in the all mindset <laughs> studios here with my boy, CEO accredited. See, I got tripped up a little bit because we switched up. I don't know when you have kick fun, on. bro. This yeah. happens when you have fun, bro. Um, but we are here with a good friend of mine. Um, just such an awesome, 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 yes. awesome setup. Um, Grammy nominated artist for the song we were just listening to there, The Belt. Um, together we are was featured by Billboard. He's on the cover. We got an article there. There's some new music videos about to be dropping here soon. Grammy nominee. Solo debut. Tour date's going to be released soon. We got a lot of stuff to get into, but my yeah, good yeah. friend from back in the day uh, in the neighborhood with some skateboards and good times. We did skateboard. Mr. Chris James. What's, What's going up? on, man? What's up, gentlemen? Chris James in the flesh, bro. We found this guy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> actually not found. We we actually we, we got him to come down here, bro. We did. Yeah. And if you can't find him, just look for those frosty tips. You'll be able yeah. to track him down. I'll be like, just check. You like the white hair? That's him. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're live right now through Instagram, people. I know you have a huge um, Twitter following, but for those who are listening to the podcast who don't know who you are, maybe haven't been able to find you yet, why don't you share with them where they can find you online? You can find me on Twitter. So that's just at Chris James. My Instagram is Chris James Music. And then my Facebook is Chris James Official. And then my Snapchat is Chris James Music. So those are all my, my, my places you can find me. All right, cool. So go see you at Twitter. From there, they can find all the rest of them, right? Yep. Awesome. And, if, and if they don't find you online, where do they usually find you hanging out? What, what, what areas are you using? Where do I hang out? Yeah, where are you, you out can, about these days? You can catch me at Vegan Nirvana, Whole Foods. I, I live at Whole Foods, like... I bike there and I just chill and write music. So SoCal, SoCal, Orange County. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, man. Basically the 2018 stereotype of anyone who used to skateboard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a hippie. Like, <laughs> yeah, <that's> Whole Foods. <laughs> that's funny. They do a great job there, though. Let me tell you, there's one across the street right here. Yeah. And it's It's, it's crazy. I love, yeah. I just need to stay fit and just... So, so how, long, how long have you been a vegan, man? Uh, Almost two months now. So are you committed? Do you think this is going to be a life, oh, yeah, lifestyle commitment or six months from now you're like, ah, I Oh, no. That. I love animals too much. It's easy. And I just feel, I look better. I feel better. Cognitive response is on like tap, like so quick. It just feels good. So did you go vegetarian before vegan or you just straight went all out? I just went all out. I was an avid chicken lover, dude. Like everything chicken. I'd be like, cereal, put chicken on it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, but for real, Chris got like a, a pet lamb, and then he got so attached to it, he just couldn't yeah. do the animal thing. This it's guy's a, good people, man. I love the energy, bro. And his music, his talent is on fire, bro. Thanks thanks for being here, Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's all, there's so much to unpackage. You know, I've been following from a distance and close and um, just being a, a friend for a long time. But even just pre-podcast, just wrapping it up, like learning so much and... I don't know how I had never seen the video that we were watching, the, the YouTube video, you and you kind of having that breakout moment, but yeah, there's so much to unpackage, but I don't know, what's going on lately? What's something you want to... Um, lately, just new music. I'm so happy about my new music that I produced. I wrote, produced, mixed, everything, and then we shot two music videos. Second music video needs to be colored, um, but I'm just so 
happy and it's kind of like an out of out of body experience where you're like you're in a cave creating all the time you know and you're just like living in your mind and then you're exercising and you're going out and then all of a sudden you see it happen and it's all coming together and you just start tripping out and it's the best feeling like watching something finally come together is probably it is the best feeling for sure just right. like when it's finally coming together and you're like you can kind of take a breath and just watch bricks fall off your shoulders right yeah no it's gotta be incredible i don't know exactly what it feels like from your angle but yeah um you few years back right you had like this big breakout moment we'll call it i guess right where mm -hmm. all of that hard work happened now would it be safe to say and you can go back and tell us the whole story but okay. there were any people who thought it was like an overnight success um i'm pretty sure like just being on twitter like people don't know like they don't know you so of course they'll be like oh you know, it was cool because there'd be some people that were like, oh, it's he got lucky or it's like a one hit wonder or whatever. Like he probably got lucky with the writing or something. And then so I just like kept on the hush and I wrote Together We Are and it was top 10 on, on Beatport like in one day. So it was kind of just like a I'd rather like not talk about it and just do it because that's just like the best revenge is success. Yeah. I love that. We have uh, one of our partners, Shiva, her saying in all her emails and everything is uh, work hard in silence, let success make the noise. Oh, yeah. And that's like her quote and yeah. it's pretty dope. That's yeah, under promise and overachieve. Mm -hmm. How long have you been writing music for? Um, I Since I was in my diapers, pretty much. Like, <laughs> it was it was crazy. Like, I don't know, like probably the, the first time I heard music, I was eight. And it was my aunt Diana that showed me music and she showed me Van Halen. The first song I ever heard was Jump. And I was like... Who doesn't love that song, man? I heard a synthesizer for the first time and I was hooked. That's cool. And then right? I got into guitars and bands. I love all types of music. Right. So, yeah, it was... I mean, I think that fits in well considering like your genre where you're at, right? Is like yeah. you can pull from everywhere. Yeah. And then turn it into something new. And some of it's created. Yeah. Some of it might be sampled, right? And you like, you get all sorts of different yeah. inspiration. I feel it's the main, the main reason why I'm a triple threat. Because it taught me how to do everything. It was right. like, you have to learn how to play piano. You have to learn how to play the drums. You have to be a singer. You have to learn how to produce. So like, especially in this day and age... Like, you have to be a triple threat. Unless you're 16 and you have a camp writing for you and you're an amazing singer, it's really hard to do. Right. So, it's... I think it's becoming more competitive, right? Just because oh, yeah. access to trying it out is so readily available. Yeah. And, it, and it's cool because you can learn so much on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people know that, you know? They'll, like, call you and be like, hey, how do I do this? And I'll be like, I know this sounds crazy. Go on YouTube. I learned so much from YouTube. It's wild. That's cool. Man. CEO credited here. What's your mom saying? GTS, bro. Google that ish. Oh, <laughs> everything we ask you, she says GTS it. GTS it. So that's, so her, that's yeah. her slogan. Hey, so I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, right? I was talking about like people thinking it was an overnight success and that kind of stuff. Why don't you circle back and let people know what it is I'm talking about? Like kind of tell the story, the progression of what happened, this whole Grammy nomination and everything. Okay, so what happened was this, there's this guy that goes by the alias Dead Mouse. His real name is Joel Zimmerman. And he was streaming on a live stream on Twitch, I believe, or YouTube, something like that. And a friend of mine texts me and she was like, Joel's making, producing the music side. It sounds something like you would do. Very 80s-esque, 80s you know? 
And so I was like, all right, cool. And I chimed in and I heard it and I was like, this is really cool. And I was like, so then I just stole it with some audio program, brought it in, wrote all the vocals, sang it, everything, rewrote it and then sent it back to him. And then in 30 minutes, um, the video reaction that you see on um, on YouTube where he first hears it, that's real. A lot of people think that. We so you guys want to check that out. Go to YouTube, Dead Mouse uncovers chris james yeah yeah or unfolds and so that happened and it was just kind of like i was really tired so i couldn't take it in until the day after and it was cool and then uh yeah so then that was kind of like i got my foot in the door because right. that night i wanted to do something where like i shook the music industry you know i i was like producing and writing for so many other people that people didn't know about and I was kind of like, all right, I need to do something. I'm going to start my so like my solo career. So I was just like, what can I do? And like, it just happened to work out that my friend was like, you should check this out. And that I was, same day, that same night. It was, the same, it was a couple days after. You, okay. Yeah. I, got but you. I was feeling that way. That's that was like, the direction. Yeah. That's where the heart was. I was like, you know what? I, I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody's help. So I was just like. Yeah, I just got into that mindset, and it just so happened to be there, like, the opportunity. And I was like, if you don't grab this, you're crazy. That's right. cool, man. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, too, because you think about technology is so important in these things. Because if it was the 70s or something, right, you would have either mailed a cassette to somebody or a record. You would have gotten your van with your buddies and driven across country to go, like, yeah. try to, like, see someone jumping out of yeah. a club or something yeah. and like and, and you did it live stream across the world he was in yeah. another country or something so you were talking you so were talking cool. on dude shirts like hey listen to my band here's my cd you know and it's like that that gary v guy that <laughs> yeah. you guys are you know know very well he he just says how crazy technology is like you're not you utilizing it correctly yeah. and you need to like and if you're really good if you're really, really good at something, people will flock to you. Like, that's just how it works. 100%. That's cool, man. So that's why I love this podcast, too, because everything is all mindset. Like, mindset can either do two things. It can eat you alive or it can better you. So how's, how's mindset played out for you for your music career, inspiring, you know, where you get your material from? Walk um, us through that. Okay, so I, I was, like, struggling after the belt thing. I was very grateful about that, but when you go, they push you into headlining spots. I didn't get to, like, I didn't get to open for anyone, which is really, really fun because opening for someone and then headlining are two different beasts. And it was just kind of like, hey, this, here you go. This place is sold out. You're flying here. You're going to Canada. You're going to Miami. You're going, I was just playing everywhere. And it was just like, boom, 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 and then back to Miami, then fly the same night and go to LA. So it was just like, I wasn't used to that. And so it just kind of like, I had to get accustomed and my body just wasn't in the right set. So I was just like, not for me and I took a break. So I like toured for two years, just playing show, 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 show. And then I told my manager like, I need a break. And then I just like went into my own head and then it was real, real dark. And then I found like a light and I like blue spot and I just reached for it and then all this inspiration just came out of nowhere and then once I got my body and my, like my diet and my body right it was just like a green light like easy what was it though that turning point right there where you said you you got this inspiration everything changed what was that moment what were you going through maybe um 
It was when I was diagnosed with Miller-Fisher, which is a autoimmune syndrome. And in six days, I went blind. Um, my eyes were going two different directions. It paralyzed me from my neck down. My cousin and my sister and my mom were, like, picking me up and feeding me. And, like, wow. just, it was just insane because no one had ever seen anything like it because it was so rare. So it just looked like I was dead. How long ago was this, Chris? This was a, a year and three months ago, a year and four months ago. A some, year and somewhere, three months ago, wow. Somewhere around there. And to those of you that or are listening that no. came here to see him, this guy is just, you never guess yeah, any of this year and six took months. place. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, it would, it was, they told me it was going to take me like six to eight months to recover, and I did it in four. Good for you, man. You could tell. That's awesome. Thank you. You're, it's super inspiring to even imagine the fact that you would go into that state. You said it was like similar to ALS type syndrome. Yeah, it, I mean, like in symptoms. a six day time, like I just, I look like a vegetable. I hate to use the word, but like it was bad and it, right. it paralyzed my voice box. So I couldn't speak. So it just sounded like I was moaning. Wow. Um, and, and just like seeing my eyes and not, and not being able to feel my body <clears throat> and then equilibrium, just knowing placements of things. Like people don't know how incredible the human body really is so what happened to me is my my very very strong immune system attacked my spine because it thought i was sick twice so it so when if someone try to figure that one out yeah so if someone shoves you right you already know where the ground is based off three senses your smell your eyes and your and your the feeling so if when i walk into the room you you, your eyes take in 80,000 or 80 million things at one time. So you already map a room the second you open a door. And you know where things are. Like this cup is here, but I'm looking at mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm. But when that's all taken away, it just feels like floating. Wow. So it was like I had ataxia, which means like you shake. So like I would like try to eat and I would just violently shake and like smack myself in the face. And it was really frustrating. So, and then before that people had to feed me cause I just couldn't move, couldn't move. Wow. So it was just like, and then the scariest part for me was not being able to feel my body. So you're a, uh, you're a young guy, Chris, how old are you right now? I'm 32. So 32, this happens around, I guess in your thirties, right mm -hmm. when you turned 30, you're dirty yeah. 30 and now you, I was 31, yeah. And was was there a precursor knowing that you're gonna go through this? I mean, no, uh, it just hit. How me much like, of a warning did you have? A, none. I had the sniffles, and then I had a little tickle in my nose, and then I woke up. I had double vision, and it was like the spacing was about an inch, so everything was an inch apart, which is huge. Like two of the same thing, an inch yes, apart from each like, other. And wow. I was like, and then all of a sudden, my feet started to go numb. And then it started climbing up my body, and it was like I was in a movie. It just didn't feel real. So I didn't know if I was awake or dead. I was in this, like, medium ground where I couldn't see. But what happens to the body when um, when everything's taken from you? It's mind, body, soul, right? If you take all of those away and you just have hearing, like, I was there. Like, nothing happened to my brain. And then my hearing heightened to an insane degree. So I was just like, and it gave me anxiety at first because I never, I've never heard, had dog ears, you know? Right. And that's what that was. It was just Whoa. like the most wild thing. Because if, after that, hearing makes you feel, so like I found, <clears throat> I found this calm place where if I started to use my ears, it would make me feel like I had my eyes again. Wow. wow. That's, that's powerful right there. 
that yeah. is. So how intense is this? Like to the point where you're hearing alarms, like you know, blocks away or yeah. stuff in the room. Oh, I like... could hear everything. Like I remember, I could, I can differentiate the between my cousin's shoes and my mom's shoes, and like when people would walk in and stuff. And then I remember my cousin Ryan, he came into my room and I didn't even know he was there. And then I heard my mom talking and I was laying on a bed and I couldn't even, that was when I couldn't see. And I was like, who's there? Like I was, you know, cause I was so weirded out. Like, could you speak? You literally said these words or in your head. That's when I could, was... that's when I could speak. Okay. It was very, it was very bad though. Wow. So yeah, it was just wild. And then once I got to the ER, it was worse. It just kept getting worse and then um this one lady knew what it was i went to two hospitals they gave me mris i had no idea what it was my mri looked clean but what they didn't do is give me a deep contrast mri which shows the movement of the liquid in your um in the back of your spine where your brain and your spine connect so th there's this doctor dr ball and he's a 27 year old wizard and he was like wow. He's like, I see a movement in the liquid in a specific area. We need to give you spinal tap surgery. So they curled me into a little ball and stuck a 12-inch needle into the center of my body, and they remove water from your spine. What that does is it allows them to test for so many different things in a matter of 30 minutes. And then they also test my potassium levels because they were going to give me what they call IVIG. Um, and it's pretty much... What that is, is it's blood, it's like the cleanest blood. It's pretty new too. It comes from a thousand people with a really nice bloodline and it's filtered and very clean and they sprinkle it into your blood, your, um, your bloodstream. So what happens is my immune system goes, <gasps> something else has entered his body. And while that's tricking my immune system, my immune system jumps off of my spine and goes for that. Because people don't understand that your immune system is very physical as well, like blood allocation in the body. When you eat, athletes that play video games and stuff, they don't eat before they play. Because when you eat, what happens is blood allocation allocates to the center of your intestine and it remove, pulls all the blood there. So your reaction times and how quick you are, it's you slow down. I'm confused real quick. You said athletes, athletes who play, play video games. games. Now yeah. you're, but you're talking about like eSports stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's talking about yeah. video games. I'm just making sure because at first I was thinking like yeah. NBA star and then I'm yeah. like they're yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, for the sure. Okay. Like they're full on athletes too. Like like people, people I get it, I get it. you know what I mean? So that's why you, They're just not athletic. That's why you get extremely lethargic when you eat like meat or bread or something like that and you're just like food coma. You know, it's, it's that's why it happens. It's blood allocation. It goes, oh. Chris ate food. Let's go get it. Let's help him digest. So there's all these cool things that I learned from getting sick. And the second I got my body right, I'm 40 pounds lighter right now. I was like, I was a beached whale for a minute, you know? It's <laughs> amazing, man. It's super inspiring, though, because, like, let me ask you this. Is that something that had the doctor not have caught it the way that they did or seen it, it could have been fatal? Yes. Miller Fisher can be fatal more than, so it's, Guillain-Barre is the, what it's called. I had a variant to that called Miller-Fisher. So it's a worse version of Guillain-Barre. Some cases of Guillain-Barre, so my family at first thought that Guillain-Barre was worse. So when I told my doctor that, she's like, oh no, sweetie, that's not how it works. Miller-Fisher just attacked a 32-year-old that's all body mass and in good shape, and it 
turns you into a vegetable. Guillain-Barre only hits people really hard if you're in your, you know, if you're an elder, you know, like super, super old though, like, Mm -hmm. and then um, girls with low body mass. So very skinny girls, it will just defenseless. Yeah, it'll rip you apart. So, but Miller Fisher is the same across everybody. It's not like my friend was just diagnosed. His name is Jacob. He got, um, he was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre, but he was able to walk and, you know, be somewhat normal. Is and he, this your friend because this happened? You know people now of this area or just he, have by chance another The funny thing is, is I knew Jacob before. Wow. And he just happened to get this rare disease as well. But he, he was able to walk and do stuff. So people go online and you know how Google is. It's just like so fickle and sure. everyone's like, this is how it is. But I had the two best doctors in the world that specialize in ALS and Guillain-Barre and, and all that. And she was like, no, Miller Fisher, Guillain-Barre, your body could come back on its own in most cases. But it's very, very rare. Miller Fisher, if you leave somebody down, it will just rip you. Because it was, it was taking my respiratory system. And then it paralyzed my voice box. So the, the more it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So luckily for me, um, I went to UCI. Like my family decided to take me there and they're the best. So they have that MRI machine that Stephen Hawking gets put in, you know. So I was excited um, that we went there because I didn't know what was going on. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so mm-hmm. you go through this personal, uh, probably the greatest challenge you've ever dealt with as, as a human. Yourself. For sure. You overcome it. And then how's, how's the recuperating period back into the, back into the music, I mean, back into your passion? That, was it immediate? Yeah. It, that little spark under my ass. Like, it really did. Like, it, it made me feel like I was a kid again. It made me feel smarter. Like, they say when you have a near-death experience, you, like gain a superpower i know it sounds yeah, no, silly i was literally about to say yeah like a lot of people believe this and it it's like it shocks me how i'm able to comprehend like my ability to comprehend things is insane now and it, it even takes me back i'm just like i wasn't this smart before yeah, like cool. i'm the first person person to rip myself you know, <laughs> so once I got better, I'm like, this is so crazy. I have to use this in you know, some way. It, it's pretty cool to hear the whole story because a lot of people question or wonder whether like miracles really happen and stuff. And you're literally a miracle sitting with us because yeah. it shouldn't have been caught or it's rarely caught. Like all these things can happen. Yeah. And I'm so excited to hear the new music you got coming out because if, if it's going to be at the, the back end of or as a result of this whole experience yeah. and your new, you know, smarts, your music was pretty good before. It should be yeah. legit now. <laughs> yeah. No, it re- it's just like, it changed me. Like, because I shook death's hand. Like, mm-hmm. I got to see what it feels like to die. Like, it was amazing because everyone thinks that it's like so scary and it's like the most peaceful thing ever because I was so scared. I was so scared of death before this. You have no idea. Like, it was bad. And it was, like, ruining my life because I was always thinking about it. And then this happened, and I I remember turning to my cousin and my mom, and I was just like, put me in the ocean. Like, the ocean and, and the stars are my two favorite things. So it's like, I just, like, all I wanted to do, I was like, I'm fine, you know. Like, I don't want to live on like this. Like, you can't take my body and, like, what I love to do away from me. And then 
expect me to be happy here. It's mind, body, soul. You know, it's amazing. It's not just soul. Well, it's, it's crazy that you say that because I'm like right now. You, you, I don't know how close. I'm trying to remember back, but my uncle has Parkinson's disease, and he's at the absolute like last end. Like he can't move. There is no cure for that. There is yeah. no way out of it. And and I literally was talking last night with my brother that. The way I imagine it is as if that body is like this frame and his mind is him and, and it's like he's inside of a prison cell wanting to shake mm-hmm. out of it but never can. And yeah. it's like I'm, I'm literally going to be stuck exactly like this forever if it doesn't end. And it, I mean it's coming to an end now and I'm thank God you didn't. They're two different scenarios yeah. but it just puts the perspective like it almost gives me peace with what's happening based on what you just said which is amazing. Oh thanks man. Yeah. yeah it's it's it, really cool. Yeah it changed me too and I just remember like I th- like the way things work like how the machine works whether it be like a hospital you know which is surrounded by health and then food and then music and they, like everything is a science. So like there's something about that that calms me down. Like I have really bad ADHD, and but you're super calm, man. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it, like diet. Man. Diet really helped. Like getting my body to where it is right now was like the. It changed me as a human being. Like it really, really did. And I didn't know how powerful that was before, because you just be on Google, Google and stuff, thinking you're scientists. And you're not living it. Right. WebMD will, will drive you yeah. crazy. Where, like, WebMD is the scariest thing. Like, you, you Google something on WebMD and you're like, and it's like, you are already dead. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're like feeling yourself. You're like, this is, I'm not, I'm never going on this again. So you just do it. You're like, I'll check another website. It's the same. So, so Chris, from, from overcoming this, did your music change at all? I mean, as far as the, Yeah, the, I got the, better at If singing. someone was to, was to hear your, your music pre- this episode then post after would you notice the difference oh yeah, yeah. for sure because i my last release is called fallen it's on majestic casual records if you haven't heard it check it out my voice is way stronger on that tune and it's because like again where my body is and like where my mind is i was like i'm such a better singer and then once i saw that i you get to play with it it's like a, a new adventure you're like oh my voice can do this i didn't know that and then you just reach for it is, is it something that you think, like, stylistically we'll see difference? Or even literally, like, does the music and what you've written and the the mood and feeling and emotion that it gives you, like, you trying to tell the story of what happened? Or, like, yeah. walk us through it a little bit. What is yeah, it there's, like? two, there's two songs. There's two songs that I have this, I, like, romanticize about, like, my subconscious love life. So it's, like, I have this love life where like I'm with someone in my head but I'm physically not with them and but I because I'm obsessed with love and like pure love at that and like music and that feel the same so like I I put myself in a scenario as if I was with someone and so that emotion makes writing music so easy for me and then another thing is is like production when a lot of people in the industry that I come from, which is, you know, hate to do the air quotes, but EDM, a lot of producers have what I like to call producer syndrome, where they're not really good at writing vocals. They don't understand what like songwriting is, like losing sleep over like formula and the way it works. 
And there's called melodic math, which I studied and is why I can write really catchy melodies. And that's why the Velt was so big. It wasn't because the music Joel made, it was because of my vocal. But what people didn't know, it was just, I was following a formula. And so if you're okay with understanding that there is a formula, it's okay to think that and know that and just be like, okay, I can write music based on this because it works. Human beings like things that they connect with. You want to make it easy. If you make it easy, they'll like it because they, because why? They understand it. So yeah, I study jazz theory and, and R&B and like all these crazy things, but it, it doesn't matter unless I put it in a specific formula that people that aren't musically inclined can understand, can understand. And then they can, you, they can share that moment with you. So the studying theory and stuff like that, um, you talked about like new emotion and of being sick and stuff. All chords are the number one thing that te- like melody tells you story. So that's the most important thing to me. And so after I was sick, I became infatuated with finding chord voicings and learning to play the piano and bettering myself as a musician. And then in turn, that makes you a better producer. So for me, producing is the easy part. You know, sounding like different genres, I can do that all day long. What challenges me the most and why I love it the most is songwriting. I write songs. I'm not a sound designer. You know, I make music. And, like, people get that twisted a lot. And it, and that's okay. And, and I love producers that, you know, they're very passionate about what they do. But it was hard for a little bit because the first thing I did when I came into the industry was I was singing you know? And so when that happened, they put me in rooms with specific camps that are writing like top 40 billboards that you've, that you've heard today. And so when I come in and I'm producing records and I'm doing most of the work they they brought their ego in the studio and I didn't because I love to create, you know, and I don't care about how many layers you have and what you did. And I know all that stuff. I want, I'm here to write music and have fun and it's like feeling, you know? Right. So when you come in and do all the work and they have their ego with them, they can enjoy that moment. So it was kind of like I had to pick and choose who I wanted to write with. So that was like a big thing for me because I, when I enter a studio, leave the ego at the door. You don't understand that one move will, can, will dictate your entire writing session because you vibe with that person. You bo- I'm there because I believe that person is so talented and I want to be there with you. So if you feel negative in any way, that's not, you know, it's not going to be a pleasant writing session. Everything you said transcends just into like life, yeah. right? Like yeah. just I was gonna say that. leaving that at the door and being real and being authentic is just such a different way of experiencing like these types of moments mm-hmm. and connections with people. And yeah. Stuff. Cause it, again, it's like, I hate to say it again, but it's mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And you know, you're, you definitely, you could tell that you check your ego at the door, man, because your, your success speaks for itself when someone does enough research or, or is a fan and follower of you. And to see you here in person, you're extremely humble, man. You're Thank extremely you so humble much. And, Thank you. and you're, you're very selfless with the material that you've shared. You know, the fact that 
you say, hey, I, I picked this up from YouTube, or, or how you end up connecting with Dead Mouse. I mean, you're, you're just you're an open book to allow other people to want to grow and, and aspire to be like you, man. And it's yeah. cool to share that. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's, you. I just love what I do. So you you led me right into it exactly what I want. You love what you do, right? So I love what I do. I think that all of us have a love for it, right? But I, I have this like I don't know question or thought in my mind, right? You're in the world of art and music mm -hmm. and those things and you were talking about how pe some people don't want to accept there's a formula to it right because mm -hmm. i think a lot of people want to think of it as this like mystical thing that happens only to certain people and yeah stuff, right but it really some of it is maybe god-given talent and yeah. some of it is things you can study but i, I want to know why why do you do what you do and and what i mean by that is like what are some of the things that drive you I i'm in sales right but like i I believe in what I do. I help people. I know that the end cause of every action I take is benefiting others, yeah. but I'm super competitive. So one of the things that fires me up and motivates me is to try to just be number one, to break old records, to beat the the numbers that other people have put up and set the bar for others to try to hurdle over. In music and in art, is it okay to think that way is it like i want to be the number one artist or i need to just do it from my heart like you know a lot of people are like yeah don't be in it for the money or you're a sellout yeah. or you're there like how does all that play into someone who's really in it yeah i'm i'm pretty so i'm pretty suspect about people that don't like money that just weirds me out right okay. because like if you're a human being there's one thing that you should understand while you're here this goes it's the money makes the world go round it really, really does. And like when you say the word money, people think like cars and houses. And they don't think about all the amazing stuff that people do, like charity. And, you know, there's right. there's so many avenues. So it's like I, that's why I'm always about like get your money right. Like do what you love. And if you find money doing it, you, you are living the dream. Like you really are. So I feel like, yeah, like you said, Understanding that there's a formula is is cool because people are like, oh, but that's not pure. You can do whatever you want. There's no rules. There's no right right or wrong way. True in music, there is no right or wrong way. But if you're going through this, this goes into what you're saying. There's there's like the pop world, and then there's like the EDM, like folk and rock world, and then there's like um, country. Country's huge. Like if you want to make real money sing country songs and make them really good you're chilling you're you, you've got rapper money you know and then um but it just depends on what you want to do with me i like to walk the line like i i can i can produce for other people like 17 year old girls with really amazing voices they got the look they're ready to go they're young and that's super cool so you can you can walk the line like i can have my passion project and it's going to be really hooky with like really amazing visuals. And then there's going to be the pop world where I can just be like, all right, cool. I have two days off. I'm going to go see my friends in L.A. and just write some cheesy pop, which I love. I love pop music. And everyone who knows me knows this. I have no shame in that. <laughs> I love Taylor Swift to like the, you know, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen, like the lamest stuff, like. It's not even lame. It's they're they're just really good pop songs. It's the stuff that stereotypically the world says that's not what you're supposed to like, right? Yeah. So that's why it's quote air quote mm -hmm. lame. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. But they're liking it themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and and it's like it's like one of the, I I love it because it's like they'll hate on the songs, but like 
a 250 pound bodybuilder will go home and shower and whistle that melody. Yeah. yeah. Like the hardest dude that you've ever seen is whistling that in the shower. Like, <laughs> like what, what, what's that movie? Um, um, oh my gosh. Uh, Something Chicks where he's like singing the songs, but you know, he's dressed up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like you can say whatever you want about pop music. Uh, can't think of who you're talking about, man. Oh man, it'll come to me. I'm sure it's great, though. Matt. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah, yeah. where they're like dressed up as like white young chicks, but it's um, white chicks. White chicks, is that it? Oh, so yeah. so Chris, let's talk about your schedule, man. I knew you're a busy guy. What's 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 next for you as far as the travel game, man? Where where are you performing at next? Where can we see you live or or behind the scenes? Okay, what are you so doing with these days, traveling with yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so shows are being lined up. Uh, music video, two music videos are coming. That's one thing that I want to say. And I'm so happy with that. Like, film has the same effect on me as music does. Do you, do you produce your videos yourself, too? Um, yes. Like, wow, man. So I, I edit them, but I, I co-direct them with people. So it's really, really cool because I have so many, like, incredibly passionate and talented friends in L.A. And in few words, you can just explain what you want and they'll be like, we could do this, 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 and this and that. And it's just amazing to have that luxury, you That's know? That's cool. So, um, I like it. So, yeah, two music videos, three new singles. Um, and then I'm also doing, I'm really, really big into teaching as far as audio goes because I'm going to start this channel called Happy Mistakes. That's cool. Which um, is a term used when Pete, like, a lot of creating music, 80% of it, in my opinion, comes from human error. So... When you make a mistake, I hate the saying, you can't force inspiration. I don't believe that because I feel like you can force the moment where you sit down and then you tap on something and something happens and then click that, you know, then serendipitous moment happens and you're just like, what is going on? And then you get this, I legitimately get the chills and you, you kind of like start reaching for stuff, you know, and that's the best feeling in the world. I mean... I put it next to being in love or, you know, like some impure love or like I've never had a kid, but I could imagine it's like somewhere around there. It's just like out of body experience. And then you use that, that motivation, that energy, and you put it into the rest of the song and they call it the honeymoon phase where you do one movement and you're just like, <gasps> and then you want to make sure that you just go right when you feel that. And then all of this that you're just looking at your computer screen and like all this stuff just starts happening and you're like I can do this let's add a bass let's do guitar and it's the same thing with vocals that's why a really good vocalist that's tech savvy with a computer you could teach them to be a producer in two months easy producing is the easy part songwriting is where it's at and that's why like that's what I want to teach because people just get lost in what we call a synthesizer they're like oh I made this crazy sound I'm like that's so awesome like you could be a sound designer, do you, but they, they want to write songs. That's their main goal, right? So I'm going to teach them how to get through those moments of having writer's block and understanding that, yeah, you can't force inspiration, but you can force that moment where you go, okay, self, sit down, do something, and then it's going to trigger that emotion. And when that happens, then watch. It just ha It just You feel that, and it's gone. That's cool. Yeah. You're living the the give up to go up 
mentality, right? Like so many people who are successful are not afraid to give back. Yeah. And it just seems like this perfect storm of everything coming together, like you having this near death experience, but coming out of it. And then the physical changes that took place from it after, and then your willingness to still give and, and give back. And like all of it is just coming. I'm, I'm stoked. Don't forget about the little people over here, but I'm no. excited to see what the rest of this story is to unfold. It's been really cool to watch and I'm glad that like just life has brought us back together again as yeah. it does. You know, we've had close times and further times and yeah, that type yeah. of thing, but I'm proud of you. Thank you um, so much. You I guys think, too, man. And it's a awesome, pleasure bro. to meet you. Thank you, Chris. You're awesome, man. Yeah, what a guys. humble guy, man. Uh, it's, it's Talented um, too. Amazing. Thank you. Huge and unassuming. I don't mean like you want to walk around and people are like, I mean, eventually people will know who you are, but the yeah. way you act and carry yourself is just, it's cool. It's, Thank it's you so much. You know, you know what's amazing is so many people have heard your music and heard your work and um, haven't put the face uh, yeah. to, to, to the piece. So, yeah, I just went under a rock. Amazing, for, you know, I was, I, it, I'm not going to lie. I had to get accustomed to that lifestyle. You know, it wasn't for me. I, I loved being behind the camera. I loved you know, making other people shine. So when people told me that, that that's okay to do for yourself. You've been shining, bro. Yeah. That's cool. Man. So we've been on some like heavy, deep, intimate, like talk and stuff, right? But mm -hmm. I gotta ask you, what's like the funniest thing that's happened on all these tours and places you go? What's like a hilarious story? Because if you don't know Chris, like you don't, we, there's few people in my life, like him, my brother, and a couple of people where we have these moments that have happened where laughter goes to the point of almost like suffocating because you yeah. can't catch your you're breath. Question, you're questioning like, your well-being. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Cool. So like what are some of those moments that I know we've had in life that you've experienced that you could share like yeah. around the world, bro? Because it's – I got to hear something funny from you. Okay, I'll tell you. This is a great story. So my I'm playing Vegas, right? And like I'm headlining Lavo. And I go, I go there and I never drink. I don't drink. I don't even take aspirin. I'm like super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm from the forest for sure. And so, so my friends, we get mushrooms. Out. Then that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do that. So, we, I'm in Vegas, and I'm like, I get trashed, trashed, and like, I'm Irish and Hispanic, so like, I can drink. So my friend, who's also Hispanic, he's like, just feeding me. I had three adioses. And then like two two shots of something else on the verge of vomiting, so like he get, I lose my USB stick and I'm playing on CDJs that night, um, which are two turntables that are like digital turntables and you just put a USB stick and it has your songs and like the key that they're in and stuff, and so he gives me a stick and you when you make your your sets you know where your music is and where to reach for. And I'm freaking out. And, I, and I'm like, Did he's like, I have mine. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I take his, hammered. I walk in, everybody's freaking out. And I'm like so happy to be there, but I'm hammered. And I put it in his USB key, and I know none of his, the music that he's put in record box. So I'm just going based off keys of songs, you know? And I'm like, oh, I kind of know what that song is. And I know that. And I remember playing um, this crisscross remix. You know, it's was like... Um, Crisscross will make it jump jump, 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 and then like so there was we, like we were just bumping that the other day, man. Yeah, that song <laughs> is so dope, and so I, I love that song. And then he had other mashups of that of song. That. That's cool. So I'm searching for the key of the song, and I'm like, ooh, that one's a name minor too. I mean, let's do that. And I grab that, and I'm like, Did it? so I put that in. I mash it up, but it's a mashup with the same vocal. 
So people think that I'm playing the song. So I so he did it to three songs, and I just my luck picked every you song. It. Every song. So they were different, but with the same vocals, and people went off. They over loved it. it. And my so afterwards, me and my friend were laughing so hard. He's like, I don't think that beats my story of when I I was stoned and played the same song four times, <laughs> but it was actually the same song, and I was like. Darn it. So we call it train wrecking. Train wrecking. So it was like, mine was like a half train wreck. So all my DJ buddies that are really big, they, uh, we always laugh like when we have a bad moment or something or we'll just crack up because technology doesn't always agree with you, you know? So, but everyone understands. Like you can legitimately just hit pause and go like this and be like, I messed up, but I love you. (laughs) And they'll be like, yeah. So that was really funny. And then me walking into the the girls restroom in the airport because I'm so tired and my head's down and I walk in and I'm like I walk in front of one of the stalls and I'm like hey are you okay in there and the girl's like (gasps) and I look over I pull my head up and then there's girls lined up and I'm like oh my she's like you're in the girls bathroom I'm like oh my god I'm like don't get arrested don't get arrested you gotta go home and make music it was terrible so that was a funny one because there was a girl outside about wetting herself because she saw me go in and didn't say anything. She's like, I'm sorry. I wanted to say something, but it was too good. You weren't even looking. And I'm like, so those are two really funny moments. Just train wrecking and kind of using the girl's restroom. (laughs) That's cool, man. Well, I'm sure there are more train wrecks to come with the tours coming. Yeah, I hope so. Those are great. Those are healthy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, anything you want to share to the people as we wrap up here that they should know about you or... Uh, inspiration Um, or anything you want to put out there into the world yeah just be obsessed with whatever you do that's like honestly the only thing just be obsessed because there's so you'll be surprised at what you're capable of when you're obsessed with something that you love that's some good feedback man you heard it right there from chris james thanks for having me guys absolutely man all mindsets you guys have already heard his music Look him up, follow him, check him out, say Another what's up. Another Grammy nominee coming. What up, what up, what up? Hey, good looking out, Chris. Thanks for coming out, brother. Yeah, man.